0: Oh my goodness, it is happening. Oklahoma and Texas are forking over $100 million because they don't want to be in the Big 12 Conference for one more season. And I'm here to say, you know what? Good riddance. Good riddance. Everybody can go their separate ways. We can all move on and life is good. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference. Oh, Sorry, I got a party. You with me? A little cool in the gang. Ooh, ooh. Oh man. Um, I'm just sitting here saying to myself, it's gonna be okay, Big 12 fans. Don't worry. It's gonna be all right. It's time to celebrate. It's gonna be fine. Come on! Woo! We're gonna be okay, guys. We're gonna be alright. If you're a Big 12 fan, it's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be just fine. Alright. Let's get back to the business. I love you, cool in the gang, but let's get back to the business. This is, this is gonna be just fine. The Big 12's gonna be okay. The Big 12 is going to thrive. The Big 12 is going to be the number three conference in America. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's not going to be the SEC. It's not going to be the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is on the brink of extinction. The ACC has Clemson and a bunch of basketball schools. This league is perfectly positioned to be the number three conference in America. Understand that. It is over. It was always going to end this way. Unfortunately, it's ending pettier than I would have liked. Oklahoma and Texas were, uh, they put up videos, social media videos within minutes of this announcement on Thursday night. The OU and Texas football accounts put together videos that clearly were pre-produced, clearly they had in the can forever, and they got these things up about them moving to the SEC next year in minutes. They still haven't announced their Big 12 schedule for next season. I don't want it to end this way. I didn't want it to end this way. This kind of feels to me like a divorce where two sides for 25 years were married. They raised kids. They had a good relationship. They loved each other. And for whatever reason, one side decided that they could do better. They could upgrade. They could get the younger woman or the younger guy. I don't want to presume here, whatever it might be. And then the animosity just built and built and built. And it's OU in Texas that suddenly seem to be playing the victim card. I don't know why. They're the ones who wanted to leave, but they're the ones who have been very petty out the door. They had no leverage in this situation, none whatsoever. And I don't know why they thought that they could just waltz out of this league and the Big 12 is going to bend over and say, sure, how much more can we give you on your way out the door? Brett Yormark doesn't do business like that. Brett Yormark is a smart business guy. The folks who have led the Big 12 in the past have not always been. And I'm not talking about Bob Bowlsby. I was higher and fairer to Bob Bowlsby than I believe most in media in general in college football. But certainly when it comes to people around the Big 12, I thought Bob Bowlsby got a bad deal. But Brett Yormark is next-level business dude. That's what he is. And Brett Yormark was not going to let these two schools who nearly blew up the entire conference— he was not going to let them just walk out the door under their own terms unless they wanted to wait till 2025. So now the Big 12 is going to get $100 million from these two schools. The Big 12 made this official. And you know what? That's business. If you guys want to leave early, you had no other way to do it except for paying. And everybody came to a conclusion That I think was fair in everybody's best interests. OU in Texas gets to leave early. They're out. They're done. And now the Big 12 can also move on with its 12 teams. This is going to be a weird, clunky, awkward year in 2023. We'll all get through it. Honestly, I was kind of dreading two years of this. And similar to a bad divorce, it's better if everybody just breaks it off as soon as possible. Don't haggle over a few grand here or there. Don't haggle over who's getting, you know, the third cat in the family. Just move on. It will be better for everybody if we all move on, and that's what's happening. And OU and Texas can, you know, jump for joy and do everything they want, but I I believe they're going to rue the day when they left the Big 12. I I really look at this and say to myself, um, this is going to be Texas A&M light. And I say this as somebody who my first job in, well, first full-time job in media, first full-time job in radio was in Woodward, Oklahoma. I mean, I love the people in the Woodward, Oklahoma area. Uh, They are friends. Some of them I would consider, you know, closer than just friends and borderline family. They helped raise me professionally. You know, I uh, was single. Well, I wasn't single, but my now wife, then girlfriend, was not with me at the time and they took me under their wing. And uh, I have a lot of OU fans who are friends, but I believe they're going to regret this move for a very long time. Now, maybe the attitude is they had no choice. This is where college football is trending. OU could have sat back and owned the Big 12, but never really been national championship contention because, well, you know what? They didn't have the facilities, the NIL money, everything else. Maybe that's true. And maybe that's a bet that they were willing to make and willing to take. But I'm looking at this league now, the SEC, and saying, what is OU's obvious path? Even if Nick Saban retires in the next five years, which may very well end up happening. What is OU's path? I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you the Big 12 is not the SEC in football. I'm not going to lie to you about that. I'm not going to tweak you about that. I'll be straight with you. Right? But you look at this conference right now, and OU went 6-6 six and six last year. I know they're rebuilding, great recruiting class. Venables is going to get his guys in. I understand all that. But not only is OU going to regret this move long term, I think they could have used an extra year in the Big 12 building up the program. And same thing for Texas. I mean, don't, don't, don't sell me on this idea that Texas, who has underperformed in the Big 12 for the better part of 15 years, is going to walk into the SEC and own the place. The only thing that Texas is going to own in the SEC is the Hot Air Award. That's it. Because they own that everywhere they go. And, you know, you can use the all hat, no cattle phrase with Texas, and it applies. It's ironic, but it does apply. (laughs) That's what they are. All hat, no cattle. Except for Bevo. I guess we'll count him. But it's like they both could have used another year to build the program in the Big 12. Right. And they could have also stuck into the Big 12 if one of them or both of them got to a Big 12 championship in their last year. And, you know, the programs built on built up under Sarkeesian and Venables. And then they were off to the races. That would have worked. That would have been okay. But now they're jumping early. I get why they're jumping early. They want to get out. They want to be done with this league. Uh, They want to collect their SEC money. It's natural with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten in 2024, have a full-blown realignment in college sports, and away we go. I get it. But it doesn't mean it's the best move on the football field. And that's all that matters. Let's be honest. The basketball court, the swimming, the track, none of it matters. Football is why this move happened. Football is what this move is about. And both teams would have benefited from one more year. No doubt in my mind about that. So uh, we got the official statement on Thursday night from the Big 12 conference. Here's what it reads. Big 12 announces the conference has agreed in principle the terms with the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas to leave the conference following the 2023-2024 athletic year, one year earlier than originally announced, subject to final approval from the OU and Texas governing boards, The two schools will total $100 million in foregone distributable revenues. Um, Here's what Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, had to say about this. As I have consistently stated, the conference would only agree to an early withdrawal if it was in our best interest for Oklahoma and Texas to depart prior to June 30th of 2025. By reaching this agreement, we're now able to accelerate our new beginning as a 12-team league and move forward in earnest with our initiatives and future planning. I appreciate the approaches of OU President uh, Joe Hawes and UT President Jay Hartzell to ensure an amicable conclusion of the process and look forward to bright days ahead for the Big 12. So that was Brett Yormark. And if I'm Brett Yormark, there's a couple of moves that can be made here as well. And let me tell you what Brett Yormark can do and what he should be doing as well at this point in time. But first, guess what's going on this weekend? I'm in Kansas City. We're fired up for our Chiefs, and you know it's the biggest Sunday in sports, right? And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's right. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code HCS, HCS for Heartland College Sports. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern or Central Time, 5 to 8 Central Time, to see what prop bet will be boosted. So I'm ready. I know I'm using DraftKings this weekend. I'm in Kansas. We can do that. Uh, Missouri can't. Get on it, Missouri, but Kansas, we can do it. And we're going to have fun with the Chiefs this weekend. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code HCS. New customers bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. Get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code HCS, minimum age, and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, so now what does Brett Yormark have to do? What Brett Yormark has to do is now aggressively pursue Pac-12 teams. The Pac-12 is floundering. The Pac-12 is done. Uh, did you see George Kleevkov? He was at SMU this week and I think he looked like he was like 10 years older than he was last summer. <laughs> he looked. The guy looked horrible. Uh, like and I'm not trying to be mean, he just looked horrible. You know, they say president's age four years for every one year in office. I think being Pac-12 commissioner just aged George Kleevkov a decade. Like it's a one to 10 ratio being presidents only one to four being PAC 12 commissioner of the last 12 months is one the one to 10. At least I might be being generous here with that number, but you're telling me that SMU and San Diego state are going to save the PAC 12. Are you kidding me? This guy oversold this league and I'll do more on this coming up over the weekend, but it is a bad scene all around right now in PAC 12 country. There's a lot of rumblings from folks um, across local media in Arizona that say Arizona State is incredibly annoyed with how this process has gone and the fact that they feel like uh, leadership has not been honest with them. So, if I'm Brett Yormark, you've got this clean cut. You've got a hundred million dollars, by the way, which averages out to what? About nine million bucks, eight nine million bucks a school, somewhere around there. So now, what can you do with those monies to invest in your universities, invest in your athletic programs, and invest in your conference? What does that look like? I'm sure that there are strings attached to how the Big 12 can and cannot spend that money in the universities and what does it mean? When does the money come? When do the checks clear? We don't know all of that. But how can that be reinvested into a great product or a better product in this league? Those are the questions that I'm sure Brett Yormark is asking himself right now. What can we do? And the first thing I'm doing, if I'm Brett Yormark, you know now when your league is changing. You've got the four new teams, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, coming in in July. Next July, OU and Texas are out. They're done. It's over. You can now start making calls, understanding what your future is. I keep tying this back to like marriage and the dating scene, and I know nothing about this. I've been happily married now for almost nine years. But it's like, if you go through that divorce, now you can officially start dating. The divorce is over. You now can go out there. You can start pursuing. Not that you haven't been, but you know what's going on. You've got your drop dead date. Everybody's on the same page. This thing is over. This thing is done. Let's move on. And now Brett Yormark, and he already is doing it. I mean, the dude's Outstanding, he's smart, he's got a pulse of what's happening. He's been a godsend for this league in this conference, so he gets it. I'm not saying anything that he doesn't already know and probably hasn't been doing already. But I do think that the closure here is beneficial for the big twelve in terms of whatever its next is. You've got the closure, you've got the vision, and now you can go on and say, "What are we doing now? What's next? What's in the best interest of our league? What am I doing? I mean, you know, you've got to look at Oregon-Washington first. Now, is it possible the Big Ten is still interested in those two schools, and the Big Ten wants to have partners out west for UCLA and USC, and that makes sense for everybody? Sure. But if I'm Oregon-Washington, I'm starting to get nervous. Right? I'm starting to get nervous because the guy who coordinated the USC-UCLA move is gone. Right? I mean, Kevin Warren is not with the Big Ten anymore. He's now with the Chicago Bears. He has left the Big Ten Conference. So they don't have a new commissioner. Who is their new commissioner? What is he going to want to do? Does he want to expand further? Or is he going to say, you know what, we're good for now. We're going to have these two teams, USC and UCLA, out in an island. I don't know. I can't speak to it because we don't even know who it is. But I know this much. The Big 12... Under Brett Yormark has been aggressive, and now is the time to be aggressive. Now is the time to say, okay, Oregon, Washington, you want in. If not, by the way, Oregon and Washington, they can't be too picky here. They've got to be careful. Because if OU poaches the four corner schools, if OU takes Colorado, Utah, and the two Arizona schools, there is no more Pac-12. The Pac-12 ceases to exist. You don't want to be the last man out. You don't. Just ask Colorado about that. The reason Colorado left for the Pac-12, one of the reasons, not the only reason, they left for a lot of reasons. They thought that they were academically more prestigious than the Big 12. And, you know, they had more in common with uh, Orange County, California, than they do Norman, Oklahoma, or Stillwater, Oklahoma. So they decided they were going to go to the prestigious Pac-12. And how did that work out for them? I would welcome them back because I'm not that petty, uh, and I think Boulder was always a great road trip for Big 12 fans. Ask any old-school Big 12 fan. They will tell you that road trips to Colorado to Boulder was fun, and that was before they legalized the pot, so like, it, you know, it wasn't just, don't don't think it's about that. It's not. It's just a cool town. It's a good trip. Um, I would bring them back, but Colorado left in part because they were concerned that they had no partner in the Big 12. And if the Big 12 collapsed, they would have nowhere to go. So they bolted. They got out of Dodge, and they left for the Pac-12. That was one of the reasons that they got out early. So um, Colorado knows what that's like. Colorado has no in-state partner. It's not like they're tied at the hip with any of these schools in the Pac-12 or any conference. So for all of Colorado's big talk about how they don't want to go back to the Big 12 because of academic prestige and cultural fit you got a chance to make 30 plus million dollars a year or hope the pac-12 gets you 20 or god forbid you have no conference and you're stuck conferenceless. How how is that going to work out for you what's that going to look like you know tens of millions of dollars can cure a lot of ills all right that's an absolute fact so there are so many moving parts right now in uh, this conference realignment game. There's no doubt about it. It is going to be fascinating to watch the next. I mean, I think the next several months are going to be interesting. I, I just can't wait to see what happens here for this league, for this conference, what it all means going forward. And I'm excited. I'm, the, this was going to happen. OU and Texas were going to leave. It was a matter of next year or 2025. And frankly, this is going to be a clunky year let's get this year over with. I mean, d- don't rush it. There's nothing I love more than fall football Saturdays. Let's not rush it, but let's just realize what's happening here. The two schools are going to leave. They were more petty about it. They're paying up. The Big 12 getting its $100 million, and everybody seems to get what they want. Fox and ESPN got in part what they want, and everybody should be happy. And uh, in the meantime, you know what? We, we, should, we should all still be celebrating, all right? I mean, do I want to go back to cool in the gang? Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I don't want to lose you here. I don't want to lose you. This is a good day. It's a good day for the Big 12. It's a good day for OU in Texas. Let them go. Good riddance. I wish them well. I don't think this move's going to work out for them like they think it will. They'll be cashing checks, but there won't be a lot going in the trophy case. At least for the sport that ultimately they all care about, and we all care about the most, number one. And you know what that sport is it's football. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Subscribe, all right, to the show on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, thank you for being here. Hit that subscribe button. We will uh, check you out, of course, on Facebook Live, share the video, and on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We got Heartland College Sports Koozies free. When you do that, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and uh, I will get you hooked up with that Heartland College Sports Koozie. Let me go uh, through some of your uh, messages here on Facebook Live. A lot of you not too too thrilled with OU in Texas right now. Yeah, Okay, that's fine. Guys, it's fine. I, 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 I can't keep track of all the comments. I mean, a lot of OU in Texas stink, blah, blah, blah. SEC is top heavy. Richard writes, you should start talking TCU, dude. I mean, listen, TCU got to a national title. I'm happy to talk TCU. Tonight's not really about TCU. Pete, I'm glad this is all over for everybody. I agree with you there. Jared? uh I see a lot of battling between OU and Texas uh and other Big 12 fans you know this fall is going to be nuts OU and Texas are now going to get everybody in the Big 12's best game hands down no question about it Uh, (laughs) uh we got some good stuff out here stuff I can't repeat on the show I like to keep it family friendly that's just how I do it you know that's how I do it. Maybe some of you don't like that, but I know some of you got kids in the car. You're listening to the show, to the podcast. I, uh, I do radio by day in Kansas City. So I, I, keep, it, I keep it somewhat family-friendly within reason. FCC compliant is what I call it, even though I don't have to be on this show. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. I'm Pete Mondo. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, subscribe, share the show. We appreciate you being here, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Big 12.